Hello everyone, welcome to episode 27 of Competitive Magic with the Harneys. I'm your host from Italy, Andrea Mengucci, and joining me we have Javier Dominguez from Spain. Hello everyone. And once again, that's it. I make it sound like there's another person. Anthony Lee, our third, our second, our co-host, unfortunately, is not here again. He traveled back from Philadelphia to Australia. That took him about a week or so. He had a lot of issues with uh, with flights, and now he's back traveling to his favorite city, Sydney, to compete in the Australian <laughs> Regional Championship. <laughs> so, <laughs> I assume he took a boat, as we said last week, from Philadelphia to Australia, and he probably took a boat, a boat again um, to Sydney. So, happy sailing, Anthony. And I hope you enjoy the, your stay in Sydney. And, I mean, I hope Anthony takes down the tournament again. He, he's a standard master, right? He's uh, our standard yeah. player, so maybe he is the. He's the reigning Australian champion. He won the uh, regional championship last time, uh, uh, earning his lot to, of course, the Pro Tour and World. And uh, he's, go he's going there again. Unfortunately, unlike you, he didn't get the qualification to the next Pro Tour. So, you know, he has to do the back to the grind of... Uh, in Australia, I believe it's top eight gets the invite. Uh, I, I'm not sure. I think, yeah, I think it's top eight for the invite and maybe the first for Worlds. I mean, he does have already the slot for Worlds, but yeah, I mean, it's his yeah. format. He's a standard warrior. He definitely likes these kind of formats and games. So, you know, I'm looking forward to see him in, at least in the top eight battling. Even though, like, the last rounds, I think they were very late here or, like, very early. I think they will happen when we are sleeping. I think in the morning, right? The, the early rounds. But yeah, other than that, you know, let's see. Also, there are more RCs. There's like, I think, Japan, right? Or Asia, because... Yeah, I, are, yeah. I saw Lee Shitian tweeting something that he's competing in the RC this weekend. So yeah. that'll be cool to see. Lee Shitian is back. <laughs> the leader. <laughs> the leader. Yeah, speaking of... Uh, uh, yeah, this is... Uh, I also wanted to shout out uh, our new two Patreon. Last time we didn't have any, but this time two people joined the Discord of Competitive Magic with the Carnies. It's Zachary and Lee. Thank you so much, you two. Hope you have a, a lovely stay in the Carnies Discord. Um, Javier, so we have a kind of a relaxed weekend this this time. No, no big events. Just... Have you played any Magic this weekend? Well, there was some big events this weekend compared to like other weekends. One of them was like the arena qualifier, which was oh. sealed. Uh, I know you don't like arena much, so uh, but it sparked a lot of discussion on Twitter. I think I think you probably saw it. Yeah, the sealed is luck. Sealed is not luck. Uh, sealed sucks. The format. Some player will like saying like it's great. You know, there's it's the format with more edge. We can. I mean, I actually want to ask you, what do you think about this topic? Like. What do you think about this sealed? Is sealed a good tournament format for competing? It's a bad one. Do you think the edge is large, small? How do you feel about it? Oh, I believe that for GPs, if you wanted to make limited, it was the only way to have day one as sealed, as you couldn't really like have infinite pods every every three rounds. But I think arena, you can, right? You can do you can do that. Like yeah, you can yeah. But I mean, probably yeah. they choose to not to do so. So, I, I mean, at the end of the day, magic, it's good. There is a, a luck form, like, you know, right? Like, that's that's the appeal of magic. There's a lot of luck involved. So even the worst players can win. And maybe that's a reason why they choose to do day one sealed instead of... Is it also day two sealed as well? I think so. I think it was both, both days sealed. Yeah. I mean, that's it. <laughs> I can. What can I say? Obviously, it's uh, more luck involved than than, than draft, uh, but maybe it's less luck involved than constructed. 
I mean, it's you obviously for that. you, I'm saying, because some players were like, you know, were claiming like Sealed has a better edge or whatever. So, I mean, there, there's, there was some discussion, like, like good players, like they, they, they were saying things like this. I mean, in my experience, for example, like I remember when I used to track all my GP results or whatever, Sealed, I think, was after Modern, the format where I have the most edge, even though it was not very good at Sealed. In my, from my experience, like a lot of players also do very well in sealed consistently, so there, there was a lot of uh, arguing like this. I, I do agree with you though. Like I think like sealed is, yeah. I mean it's just like not. I, I don't know how much like base there is compared to like some constructed formats. It's just like it feels bad for me. I just don't like it much. Like you know, I don't like the sensation of like you know this player has a better deck because they open it compared to like an important tournament. I actually think sealed is great for releases and the such or like for semi-casual tournaments but if you're playing something that has points and counts for leaderboard and you know like it's an important tournament which is the arena qualifier it, it just feels like you just like you're not gonna be able to you know make your try your tournament count if you open a bad pool if you if you open a bad pool it's gg like you're not even gonna be in contention because bad pools are just so much worse than the good ones that, so, yeah. What I think is that in the previous system, when I used to play competitive Magic and playing a lot of Limited, uh, Sealed was only used for GP Day 1, so you could be like the luckiest person in the world, 9-0, but then Day 2, in order to do well, you still have to go like 4-2 in draft. So what I mean is that I think Sealed, uh, personally, it's okay to use it as a Day 1 format, but overall... Uh, yeah, it's not the best thing if the whole, all the, the whole event is sealed. Like, when they had Pro Tours Limited back in the days, they used to have only draft. And they, they still have draft at the PT, and it's draft. So I would say that if you have to choose Limited, the most uh, skill-intensive of the two is, is clearly draft, right? I mean, I think for me it's the most skill-intensive, but also it's like the, the, the one I enjoy the most. Like, I enjoy draft better. Right? Even if I had the same edge, which might be the case, I don't know. I just prefer draft. I think it's funnier for me, so... I did not like when I saw this qualifier was sealed. It was like Ugh. I tested some sealed before, you know, because I wanted to prepare the tournament, and it still felt like Ugh. you know, like I, 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 the arena arena opens are usually draft, and like so arena can do all drafts and it works right. So this this time they just specifically choose sealed. That's I don't fully understand why, but I guess yeah. I mean, you know. As you said, you're tracking your results, and I remember doing the same. You know, I have a, a lot of GPs uh, entry and only one top eight. So obviously, my I was doing something very wrong in, in in GPs, and I tried to fix that by actually testing sealed before an event. So back in the days, they used to put sealed GPs before Pro Tours, and I remember practicing sealed for limited over draft, uh, despite the Pro Tour, because I think the skill uh, passes more over. Um, from sealed to draft because in sealed you're forced to draft with, with to play with every card so your evaluation goes up a lot um, and I remember doing some 8 ones at, at, day, t- uh, at day ones of GPs I believe towards the end uh, remember we had London before Bilbao and uh, also another uh, case where I went 8-1 after trying a lot of uh, trying a lot of sealed so overall sealed is definitely from what you can test for that's just you know every format in Magic you can test for, but obviously there's uh, much more luck involved than uh, than draft, in my opinion. Yeah, so, I mean, the classic limited of mana base. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean um, this thing you explained about seal transferring skills, I mean, I agree, but mostly agree because you taught that to me, so I'm certainly agreeing, but I think I, I think that is still true. Like, there's some, because 
when you draft, it's very easy for for you to like not play some strategies. Like I see it every time, you know, players that draft very well, but they just don't draft never like this blue offensive decks or whatever, right? Or, or other type of decks. But sealed forces you to do so. If the pool says you have to play blue, you're gonna play blue, even if blue is like the worst color or whatever. And it just gives you like a different scope on how the cards work. So I think playing sealed is just a good thing to do if you just want to learn the format. Now, if you want to play important tournament for sealed, good luck opening the mythics. But that that's a whole uh, a whole different thing. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, magic, uh, you have to be both lucky and good. And uh, I guess sealed uh, puts that to the next level. Obviously, uh, at the end of the day, if I if I saw correctly, the three people that earned the invite. Our three world class player, Seth Manfield, Nathan Stoyer, and uh, um, what's the name of uh, uh, Sarah on on Twitter? Sarah twenty twenty on Twitter. Mm, you, I, you, I don't think I, I don't think Sarah twenty twenty. I think Yuki is the one that did, did the seven wins. It's not Yuki. Sorry. It's another person. I'm sorry. That, that I already <laughs> that already yeah. also played one of the arena tournaments, so definitely something. But also, just you can just look at the decks, like all the decks that do, did well. Like you know, if you open the pool, if you can do well or not. I did open a good pool though, like, but sometimes, like half of the time, you open the pool, like half of the pools I saw from friends or whatever, they just couldn't. Like that, like the, if they were like only seven wins or or out, they just could like drop and you know, like, not drop, but like. Like Austin got like six wins with a very bad deck. Of course, sometimes you can sneak there, but it's just so unlikely. It's like playing mono super bad matchups every round. You know, because when you get your worst matchup, that's sealed when you have a bad pool every round <laughs> again and again. And that's again. not great. No, it's not. It's just also like it feels bad. You know, like you, you hate the deck because it just like doesn't have the power rares or whatever, and it just like it's just bad. Yeah, but I think I mean, it's it's very it's very I think it's very skill intensive. Like actually playing good deck against a good deck. That's very yeah. skill intensive. Inter- I think it's very hard. And I think say boarding is very important. Don't get me wrong. I think sealed has a lot of fetch. But yeah. I think I've said I've said this a couple of days ago on stream. But the reason why I don't play limited anymore, much limited anymore. I mean, it's mostly because of content. I think for me, um, you know, constructed content does better. So I'm a content creator, so I have to focus on what's successful uh, for my viewers. But also just the gameplay. Like sealed is. The, the classic 9-8 mana base is just going to lead to so many games that are over because you get color screwed. Whereas the beautiful fetch mod- mana base of Modern and Legacy, you just always play the cards you put in your deck. And to me, that's just more fun. I, I understand everything. Probably if you're listening to this podcast, you also maybe like construct it a bit more. But, you know, I just... You know, since I stopped playing uh, the 9-8 mana base, whenever I go back to the pre-release and I just get color screwed one game every three, I feel like, you know, why are people doing this over playing Constructed? Yeah, I mean, I actually feel a little bit different from you, but the, the course is the same. I think uh, mana bases being bad is what keep limited away from being, like, the absolute best. Like, I think, for me, a good limited game is just, like, so complex that it's very hard to have that complexity constructed because we can you can get to a high level of understanding through repetition but a limit that you don't have enough repetition because all the games are very unique like even if these those complicated situations where you have like fable against fable you know two fables against two fables blah 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 there's still like you have been there before but like these limited situations are more unique there's also like a lot of rooms with combat tricks and the such like room to make decisions but yeah, like, so when I play a great limited game, I'm like, wow, I should play more limited. Like, I play quite a bit some limited since they, they announced the, you know, the draft back in the PT. But like, I play some games, I'm like, this is great. But then, yeah, I just, you know, win or lose like the next five games because of mana screwed. 
mana flood or color skill like big time. I'm not talking like I drew too many one too many lands in my fable deck, so I have one less spell. I'm talking like I don't play the game or I have like ten lands, four spells because I have no manipulation whatsoever, so my deck doesn't function. Yeah, so I, I'm like, yeah, let's go back to constructed. So I'm always like, I'm a draft or two, and then I have three games like this. Either way, it's not like only when I lose, also when I win. I feel like, you know, that's not like, they're not cool games. I guess also, Sealed has this, plus the pool opening. So it's like the, the, the worst of both worlds. So like, yeah. I love cube. I like cube because I pick my dual lands high, my mana base is nice. I play the cards that I put in my deck every time. You have way less, like, you get mana flood less in cube because either the game is over or you just build your deck. I just like powerful magic, and uh, sometimes limited doesn't deliver that. Um, yeah, I mean, again, uh, if it, if I was uh, platinum pros on the grind, I would need to play draft. I would say, oh, I love this format, but now that I, you know, <laughs> now that I don't have to, I enjoy I enjoy constructed way more. I don't think you will love Phyrexia though. I think you will okay. dislike it. You will dislike it. You know the amount of like rare. The game is over plus lockers is is uh, pretty high. <laughs> so I don't okay. think you will like this much, but but yeah, I mean that's. Uh, I think cube is. I don't know. In terms of a structure, is like the superior format because you get the best part of draft. You know, like you get this like drafting. All the games are unique. You know the complexity that that adds, but also you get the good mana bases from constructed because often in cube you are like you know your mana base is like almost too good that you can you don't have to think too much in which bases you play because the mana base is already good enough. I think cube is like the, the, I think it's a, ve- a great format also to get better at magic and power level is good but if you play like a paper cube or a modern cube or even a pioneer cube or whatever the mana base is still gonna be decent they, they're gonna be like there's, there's gonna be a lot of dual lands anyway so the mana bases are gonna work way more often and the powerful cards let you play the game like by drawing cards or discarding cards like you know fables or whatever they they make you still play the game if you draw like one too many lands or two many or two or three too many lands. So yeah, uh, go cube. We like cube here in this podcast, apparently. Now there's no Anthony, even more. <laughs> yeah, Anthony cannot 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 agree with that one, probably. But let's talk about something that I really love, which is modern right now, shall we? Yeah, I mean, I, I still I have to mention, remember when you didn't like modern? Uh, I remember it from time to time. <laughs> yeah, let's say my life I had up and down with things I liked and didn't like. <laughs> that's good though. That's yeah. speaks, I think that speaks very well of you. I change I change opinion. I definitely a person who changes opinion a lot. Alright, let's it, go for modern. So what happened so, in modern this weekend? First person, an actual person I wanna mention is uh Ank Diobiz, which is a internet uh, nickname that I read a lot and I've just became a fan of him. Uh, apparently, um, he's gonna be at Four Seasons this weekend. He, he messaged me, he made a Twitter account, messaged me and like, you know, I, I told him I can't wait to meet you, so please introduce yourself to me. So this person, I think just broke initiative. I think he was the per- first person to put Chancellor of the Annex. He did it first in Legacy, and then he did it in Vintage. Now, every mono-white initiative in Vintage plays Chancellor, so everybody adopted his version. I, I played a mono-white initiative in Vintage. I got to 19th place, not the worst, at uh, the mocks on Saturday, 6-2. and uh, And Hank was the first person to make that list. He also, you know, keeps on doing well in Legacy. I believe he top 16 the... Uh, the Legacy Showcase, and now he also back-to-back modern challenges. I think he, th- uh, he had three top eights in the last two weeks uh, with his uh, 
Mono white humans with Chancellor of the Annex shining show. I'm so excited to talk about yeah, this. Yeah, the thing is wild. <laughs> so I, I'm going to assume he's the Chancellor of, Chancellor of the Annex master. Yeah, like he's playing a Chancellor. I mean, like in Legacy and Vintage makes sense, right? Because you have the initiative. So it doesn't really matter what you do. But in Modern, come on. Like this is not something that anybody will see coming. Well, the idea, I guess, it's his Chancellor, so stifle the first play, so you play some dudes. And then, when they play a removal spell, you have Shining Show, exile the Chancellor, and then you have, like, a time walk there. So it's, like, two time walks in many situations, I guess. Yeah, what happened to me was, because um, I played a league with this deck, the Shining Show is just Lightning Bolt or Fury, you know, you just redirect the damage, like, with Bolt. Yeah, it's 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 great. Actually, you don't redirect. What do you do the next time? The next X damage that a source, you just uh, yeah send it another way. Right, but you can send it to the head also. Yeah, you can. So it's fireball <laughs> in a way. You can, you can. Yeah, it's it's actually tricky to roll magic online because you have to target the final player and yeah. then uh, click on the source. Exactly. So, see, see, yeah, see, see. I mi- I misclicked the first time I've played this, but yeah, no, you're I mean too, you're too young to you know have played this card in standard. Yeah, I was too excited to to see, you know, the the, the thing that I misclicked. But anyway, uh, yeah, love uh, love to see humans back. I don't know if it's back, but this player is winning with it, so at least it's back for him. I mean, the, the, the card quality, like, the, the good humans in the human decks have always been pretty good. You know, like the champion of Parish, Parish, Ferris um, and These cards are just very good cards. And now they have Adeline. We 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 both have played these cards, like these <laughs> champion of the Parishes, uh, a few times. So I, I, those are cards I have respect for. Um, and yeah, I mean, this Chancellor and Shining Soul package, I assume it's enough against the, the blue red decks so this can steal games in many situations. Also good against Mortad Regent. Right, like that, that which will be a card that this guy will lose to, like you know, on the paper. But now, Shining Soul is like a super good answer there, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so for, uh, Javier mentioned it briefly, but for those of you who don't know, me and Javier topated a pro tour with uh, with humans. Actually, I don't know if you caught the the video that I made with Ray Duke where we go over the top decks of uh, Pro Tour Bilbao. No, is, is that one we made recently? Yeah, so me and Reed did this like I think it was like twenty five minutes video where we just talk about the the eight decks that top eight at Bilbao. All right, you, you should put the link in the podcast description, and I will okay. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. So give it to me on the yeah on Discord. Yeah, when I, will definitely when I made it. the video, Reed was still not a proto champion. <laughs> yeah, so it was like we okay. like the week we were testing on the on the house in Philadelphia, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, speaking of playing against great players, uh, as Yesterday, I, I challenged uh, uh, Luis Cot Vargas in a in a legacy battle. Uh, I mean, I guess we can talk about it later, but it is so exciting for me. You know, despite of been working with them for like at this point uh, about ten years, I'm just still so excited to do collaboration with these players. That that's beautiful, though, right? Like it's just part of the magic in the game, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay, <sighs> so, let's send modern first, and we, then we we'll talk about. Oh, Why for did sure. you lose with the best deck in the LLC challenge? Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Didn't lose. Okay, let's talk. Let's talk about. <laughs> let's talk about another outstanding deck that did well this weekend. It won the last challenge on Sunday. Uh, do you remember the nickname Susurus MTG? Well, I do remember the nickname a lot. Uh, Susurus MTG, aka the creator of the prison deck that you will most play in the PT. Yeah, aka Prison Mike. Uh, he was streaming. I remember. 
traveling to GP Bilbao, that was 2019, it was like the week before the Mythic Invitational, uh, you, you, you were testing best of one standard and I flew to Bilbao, Spain. Uh, that form goes bad. <laughs> and I flew to Bilbao, Spain to play a modern GP for, for no pro points, uh, just because I loved Wear Prison so much. I remember that and I was also I mean I learned how to play the deck because how many times you played this it against me like we yeah. use different decks yeah, yeah. I, I remember downloading the stream of Susurus and uh, I believe it was Jody Keith and they were streaming this deck and I just watched the the, the, the their stream so I actually played zero matches of this prison deck and just went to Bilbao played it in paper I didn't do well I, I believe I finished top 100 which was enough for $200 that I, I had this rule back in the days, which was whenever I cashed uh, at GPs, I had to purchase, and didn't win that much money. Usually I never top it or anything. I, I had to spend the same amount of money in magic cards in the same haul. So <laughs> I, bought four, I bought $200, keep in mind, for survival of the fittest, which are now like over 200 euro each. <laughs> wow, that's that's MTG Mingo Finance. Yeah, yeah, that was, uh, I got so lucky. Just, you know, all the cars that I bought in the past. Yeah, that was too good. Bad, so too bad they're never going to be sold, so it doesn't matter. Ne never, but I own them. So if, if they ever unban survival in Legacy, I'm ready. Oh, I mean, I hope it doesn't But anyway, happen, but... <laughs> let's go back to Susurus MTG. He, he won the challenge with a deck that, uh, yeah, it's not, it's not a normal deck. This I is wild. This is like, yeah, wild. I mean, <laughs> let's talk so about I played this. Deck, <laughs> I played this deck in a, in a challenge, of course, on my YouTube channel. I went for one, which actually is, you know, it's not the, was the worst. And uh, so what does this deck do is uh, you have Gorgeous Vengeance and you reanimate Emrakul and Atraxa. Yeah, that, that's, the, that's, and that's the normal part. And then you have the Asmo package of uh, Asmo, Overchis Daredevil, the Underworld Cookbook. Yeah, but also you have Brainstone. Yeah, Brainstones, uh, <laughs> which is not good. But time. sometimes you take it off Saga and you have Profane Tutor, which helps you be more consistent, finally, be more consistent with your combo. Like, but is Profane Tutor supposed to be playable? Like, you know? I, I swear, two times I suspended Profane Tutor my opponent and played Teferi. No. Just immediately afterwards. Uh, yeah. yeah, this thing is like, I, I <laughs> also play yeah, like I mean, one shards. Also, you know, there's so many, like, strange cards, but... I mean, you need a discard outlet because of your combo. They just won the tournament. Like, I mean... First place. I believe they went first in Swiss as well. So that's yeah, just almost undefeated. Being play playable is like the complete disaster for me because I, c I will never ever get the naming right from Brainstone and the Stone Brain. Like, yeah. I'm just like... Oh, like, actually... I just can't. I won at least three games by going through the Breach Emrakul. Because in the side you have three through the Breach. Whoa, true. Also, and also Witherbloom Command. Somehow. Yeah, with Google Man, very good at killing, like, Rest in Peace or Purse and things like that. But you can also probably just win the fairy. I mean, this deck can probably just cast some of the cards, right? So, you, you look at the mana, you'd be like, you cannot cast the Traxa, but guess what? You have Gigantha, and I did it. A Gigantha yeah, Traxa. Gigantha casts Yeah, that's pretty good, actually. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. pretty sure that happens, because you just cast Gigantha on 5 and Traxa on 6. Yeah, e yeah, e yeah. E Against game one Blood Moon, I just did that classic. Wow, that, that's 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 impressive, right? I mean, so, Atraxa and Gigantha is a very good combination. I kind of want to try it in Pioneer also. 
<laughs> yeah, this is the classic. This is the classic modern event where, yeah, just somebody with the deck win comes first place. Like modern is definitely the format that uh, doesn't matter. Like there's like 14 established deck, and still the challenge is won by a rogue deck. You know. Yeah, but uh, in this case, it's a very rogue deck. It's nothing, like, nothing similar sure. I've been seen, but. Yeah. I mean, this probably has enough turn two kills, right? Turn three, turn two kills with Thoughts and the such. Like, it, it does look like the strong hands here will be very strong. Yeah, I had a spot to turn to Emrakul, but I decided it wasn't that good because your opponent would just sacrifice a land. Yeah, yeah. But you can go turn to Atraxa and you're not looking yeah, at Yeah, exactly. Game. Yeah. Like, it's you basically turn to Atraxa. Kill. Yeah, that's you draw, kill. Yeah. you usually draw four cards. Yeah, it's just work with selection also. Like, it's yeah. hard to draw four cards, you get the four with ones because you can combo again. I mean, I, I can see, like, you know, sometimes the Brews, you see them and it's like, wow, I don't know how this person won so many games, but at least this one, I don't know if this deck is good or not, but if this deck is good and it's stable, the thing it does, it's very powerful. You know, yeah, another yeah. another deck that it's popping up similar to this is Neobrand. I believe Sandy Dog... Uh, 4-0, two preliminaries. I played this morning. It's impressive. I had two turn one kill. <laughs> that's that's uh you know strong. Uh, turn one kill is, is pretty yeah, turn one. Like my opponent had counterspell and Dovin's veto, and they conceded, revealed the hand, and they had this two counterspell. Well, going to modern, and, right? Turn yeah. four format, they say. And again, those decks are obviously luck decks. So if you play against them, like my my one loss was because my opponent because they didn't function. So opponent just got a buy basically, but the other people got a game loss. So you know, there's one deck I want to talk about because I think we might start to think like it's a wide red mid range deck with a classic okay. like suspects like Ragavan, Season Pyromancer, or whatever, mm-hmm. and Elish Norn. Okay. It does flash Teferi also, but it's like maybe Elish Norn is better than we thought or I thought in modern like I thought it was like a barely like a mirror match card for the four color decks the elementals or whatever but maybe it's just like so good to just go unless Norn plus fury that it's worth playing like in all the matchups like because it yeah. will just you know destroy any bo- unless Norn plus solid to do that it will just wipe all the boards so Sandil playing this deck I don't know I don't know if this deck is more played but I think it's interesting to see Elish Norn just making more appearances yeah so I think Elish Norn is playable in modern simply because it survives uh, an old heat so normally you would I, I think if this was a 4-6 honestly you wouldn't see it here but this card being solid against uh, Merc Tide and I, by solid I mean just doesn't die to a 1 mana common uh, removal it's very unkillable I think it, it feels unkillable yeah yeah, it's. I mean, you can you can kill it two shots, but I've seen this card in every format at this point. Even in Legacy, I played against Initiative, and they had this. This card is just it's just a good card, I think. And yeah, as you, as you mentioned, Fury and Solitude make it basically have entered the battlefield effect. Yeah, I mean, um, we'll see how the format evolves, but maybe this card just ends become like sort of a staple. I mean, it's probably already a staple, right, in the format. But... Yeah. So uh, the Elementals deck. Are playing it a lot. Like I've played F and M on Friday. Um, there were like a lot. I mean, in Paper Magic, a lot of people love Elementals the, the, with Omnath. I don't. I personally, I've tried to make it work so much, but I don't think it's very good. And the results also kind of show you that because it never really does that well online. It's so much played, and people are putting Elish Norn in it, but just basically just a mirror match tool. Yeah, but if everyone Which, plays a deck, it's a good, it's a good thing to play a mirror match. I thought also it was a super good hate card against Amulet. Like, Amulet just loses to that card, right? Mostly. 
unless they go like super bananas with the dryad. But it's also hard because two Balakut triggers will not kill it because of the seven toughness. It's funny how, you know, it doesn't seem like it's going to be relevant, but it is. Like having one more Wait a second. point is... This card says permanence entering the battlefield don't yeah, cause a yeah, permanent. I, I, for, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, true, true. Yeah. I, I had the conversation already. I just forgot. Like, okay, sorry. Away. No, no. I, yeah. I think the card is like, it's good because someone asked me about what we think and I, felt, I thought like, yeah, maybe in the sideboard, you know, because AMOLED, Balagod, whatever. But maybe it's just good. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I would like to, to see how that evolves. But, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think, uh, if you play white and your deck is suited to cast a five drop, which this just guy control deck from Sandville does, it's it's fine to, to to have it for sure. All right, let's talk about something because let's talk about the power rankings a little bit and Ooh, a question yes. I want to propose. This propose this, this, propose is that the correct way of saying it? Mm, I don't know. Maybe I'm gonna propose a discussion. Like, okay, I'm gonna propose yeah. a discussion. Yeah. Sure. So I. It's the end of the month, actually, as we're recording, this is the 1st of March, and usually at the end of the month, I always make power rankings for Channel Fireball. I've been doing this for, I want to say, nine months at this point. And uh, yeah, Javier, we can talk about those. So, talk say your tier list, and I will propose my discussion. Okay, let's start, let's start with, a, let's start with a, the two new entries, because I put two new entries in the top 15. I added Mono Red Bosch and Blue Black Mill. So Monoredo Bosch is a deck that is seeing uh, is seeing play right now. I would say it's quite consistently in the in the top eights, and uh, it's mostly its success. It's mostly on the back of two cards, Blood Moon and Fury, which are very good right now. I think mostly Blood Moon. I I'm putting Blood Moon in my Blur and Murtide main deck because how good I think it is, and uh, just any deck that can play Fury and Ragavan is just is just good. Like. There's so many creatures around, and uh, yeah, this deck is just a solid deck. And I've been every time I've played against it or played with it, I was always impressed. And I just decided to put it in top fifteen. Well, what do you think about it? Yeah, I mean, I think this deck has been around for a while already, and in a way, it's one of the best decks that you uh, using Ragavan because like the dash becomes better. And yeah, I mean, I have lost to more Red Bosch more than I would like with different archetypes. <laughs> yeah. And the the other deck is Mill, which is honestly similar things to Monoreda Bosch. As in, it was always around. People always respected Mill. You see, main deck, Cyber Emrakul, and uh, control decks for a long time. Uh, but now with Jace, I would say that uh, Mill is definitely picking up a strong tool. And of course, like the more hate people play, the weaker uh, Mill is. But if you catch people without hate, Mill is a very good deck. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think Jace probably actually made Mill worse, like for this week. But it's gonna make it better for the long term. Like you know, because the most important part of Mill is that they don't play hate cards against you. Because if they do, you're in trouble, right? But yeah, I didn't think this card would be good enough to be played in in the Mill archetype. But I was wrong. And again, and um, yeah, I mean, Mill is a deck I will not mind playing for the tournament right now. Yeah, um, the, the the two decks that I cut from top fifteen in order to make space for those two decks are Merfolk and Five Color Zoo. No, why? Yeah, no. Merfolk and Five Color Zoo. Okay, please, please challenge players. Uh, make sure there's a Merfolk in the top eight um, next week because Mango has no respect for. for yeah, I mean, for our this deck. weekend, 
there's four seasons, which is going to be like a 500 people event. So that that might uh, that might change things. But and anyway, mostly I just I mean, Zoo is a deck that's both weak to uh, Blood Moon, which is as I said strong at the moment. Uh, Merfolk is weak to Fury, which is very popular at the moment. But it's not just these two cards. Uh, those are the two cards that I mentioned previously with Moon Rider Bosch. It's just a whole thing of, uh, yeah, these decks are, uh, I think they were good in their moment. Like, Five Color Zoo was probably one of the best deck against Jeskai Breach, which is on a downswing. And uh, Mono Blue was a great deck against Combo decks, which are maybe now uh, seeing a little bit less play. So overall, this is what this is what I, I decided. Mm, I have two questions. On related to modern, but let's talk about which decks you think are the best. Okay, let's 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 do on the A tier. So first place, I keep on putting the same deck, which is Blur and Merc Tide. Not only because it's the deck I win the most with, but obviously that has a lot of things to do because this is my tier list. Um, <laughs> it's also a deck that just always there, like the most played deck on every event. You see tournaments, it's always there with, you know, one or two copies in every top eight. And that's just the way it is. Blue, fair card, that doesn't lose to Mana Screw, doesn't lose to Mana Flood. It's just a good deck. It's been there forever also. At this point, like, I mean, you could... This deck could probably deserve a whole tier for itself because of consistency. Like, yeah, it doesn't matter where you are, there's always one in top eight. It's just, like, a good deck. Yeah. Second place, I made a jump for uh, Indomitable Creativity, and I decided to put it all the way to second. This is a, similarly to Blue Merc Tide. It's always there. It's a super consistent deck in every in, 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 in every top eight. You see it there. The different versions. Uh, still, people like you know, Teamer, Splash of White, Splash of Black. But overall, it's just such a solid card. One card combo. I think it's the second best best deck in modern. Yep. And then I have the uh, Jeske Breach, which I'm still undecided whether I like the version with combo or fair version better. I personally think that the version that kills you with Breach is better. But uh, outside of that, this is a very strong deck. Underworld Breach is one of the best cards in the format. And this deck uses it very well, so it's in my third place. But it used to be second, so one space down for it. Okay. Then, Next and one. then let's finish the top five because I believe that these are the five best decks in modern. We have Timur Rhinos and then Hammer Time. All right. So I have two questions for you, Wars, on this. Uh, one, the first, the most important one is Jessica Breach. Like Breach took the format by a storm, like we month month ago, whatever. It just been around, but it seems like these last two weeks, like it suddenly stopped being played. Like, it's like, sort of disappearing out of nowhere, but it, the, the deck, do you think the deck got hated too much? Because I think the deck is super strong. Like, I tried it and uh, I was impressed by it and I think it's a very good deck. But why is, like, Breach suddenly, like, not disappearing, but, like, not much played out of nowhere? Yeah, so definitely got hated, as in uh, when Pachi won the won the showcase during LMS 3S, the uh, Just Cafe Fair Breach just was at, at its peak. Um, I would say that uh, Endurance is definitely a card uh, that you see al- among the top decks. You see Team Rhinos having it, Amulet Titan, Yogmoth, um, and Endurance is just uh, Elementals as well, which maybe I don't put it as high in my tier, but it's definitely a popular deck. Um, makes me... Uh, the way I build, I'm building Blur and Merc right now makes me less and less caring about Graveyard. 
I only have two uh, Dragon's Rage Channeler and two Merc that Regent. Instead, I play four Ledger Shredder, four uh, Ragavan, of course, and one Season Pyro. So I'm just skewing away from Graveyard Matter. Whereas the Jeskai Breach, it's a deck that cannot do that. It cannot morph on People Hate. It cannot morph that Wellpaw Cyborg. It relies on the side on the graveyard. If your opponent, you know, has like whatever, uh, Monorail the Bosch plays four main deck Relic of Progenitus, and I, whenever I play League with Monorail the Bosch and got paired against Jeskai Breach, which actually happened last time, it's it's just there. You you play a Relic, they have to like Prismatic end it. You know, it's just it's tough. And I think the Jeskai Breach is a deck that handles sideboard hate way worse than blue red merc died mostly so it's like a good deck but that works similarly like like a dredge deck or, or more like creativity what do you think because creativity also got very strong and then like you know everyone was playing orbar so it went down mm -hmm. because it was yeah. too good do you think that's we're in this stage or do you think it already passed and the deck is just like worse like it's just not good enough to stand hate and you need to wait until the hate is over yeah, honestly, I see very little Orvar these days. In fact, you know what? I was actually thinking about putting Orvar in my Merktide sideboard because I am low and lower and lower on counter spells these days. I'm playing only three counter spell, one spell Pierce, and two spells Nair. So obviously, I am less and less strong against creativity. So I feel like counter spell maybe are not at the best right now, but creativity definitely deserves counter spell. It, it's it's and, tricky. It's tricky. I think the most. Yeah. Okay. So the. Probably like Breach is similar to Creativity, but now has more hate. Under Forest should be played less than Yeah, Creativity, exactly. But... I think yeah, there's just a lot of hate for for Underwood Breach as a card. Yeah, I, th I guess a lot of the Breach players are going back to Mortite for the reason. Like yeah, like I can see Breach being favor. Like just get Breach being favorite against the Merktide game one. I can see that. That's very likely. But post sideboard, I have a tool to hate you, whereas you don't really. I have a tool to hate me. That doesn't sound you good know? for Breach, though. It sounds pretty weak. I mean, having a favorable matchup game one, it's still a positive thing. And maybe people will be like, oh, I don't care about cyber hate because I have, I don't know, Teferi. But the thing is that the the, the, the Breach combo, the combo Breach, might ignore side, uh, Graveyard hate because they win in, in one shot. Whereas the fair Breach deck, if you exile 10 cards, they need to rebuild to gain value. So. Yeah, I guess, yeah. So, ironically, the one that's more combo-based is actually better at fighting hate. Yeah. That's strange. Yeah, but it doesn't yeah, make sense. Personally, I, I agree, actually. Yeah. yeah, personally, so as a long-time Merktide player, I would prefer to put two Merktide Regent in my deck rather than three or four Underworld Breach. And just okay. the core of the deck is similar. We'll, we'll see the next weeks, but I think maybe Breach w w is not like as good as we thought it would be in the long term in the format. We thought, yeah. you know, it would be like better than creativity or whatever, or as good as creativity, but I don't think the the hype is not keeping up. All right, yeah. that's one thing. The other thing is, why haven't we talked about three copies of grass in the top eight? The grass, the unstoppable legendary juggernaut. Oh, yeah. That's treasure, treasure. That, that's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's eight mana, all the creatures are juggernauts, five, three and a half. They have to talk every turn. Of they, they paired this with Treasure Treasure, Kalua 777. Uh, uh, this deck is yet another Ragavan deck, but that's a stylish. I don't know if Grass is like the best thing to do, but it does have style. <laughs> yeah, I've played this deck, and I think the Grass is just a meme. I don't know. It didn't feel good to me, but I've been, I mean, I, I did well with this deck. I, I honestly was mostly just Portal to Pyrexia, hitting three things, and then Sunder and Titan in the right matchup, just. Just, just so good. But there's one portal, there's one Sunday Titan, but there's three grass. 
Yeah. I'm, I'm like, it's a moment <laughs> where I just love Season Pyro. Every deck that plays four Season Pyro, I'm in love with. It's just so good. It's just such a good card. Every t Everybody just cares about Graveyard or cares about, I don't know, Planeswalkers. You just put three power in play, discard <laughs> two bad cards. In this case, it actually helps you. Uh, like, you can discard Scrapwork Mutt or, you know, Grass and you, you do the thing. Yeah, yet, yet yeah. another Fury Ragavan deck, though. It seems to be like, yeah, exactly. the, the, you know, Ragavan, Fury, and then you just put whatever you want. You want to put 8-mana Legendary Juggernauts? That works, you know? Like, anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. As long as you play Fury and Ragavan, that, that's yeah, over, the case in modern. Yeah, over, overall, I would say that modern works as follows. Like, you need some busted core, you know, some, like, the high power level core, and then the rest is, uh, you know, you can play... You can play. You can play anything you want, which is kind of an appealing, I think, appealing thing of this format. All right, let's move forward, shall we? Do you think so? Let's go. What do we have? What do, what format do we have next? So we have. I mean, I wanted to talk a little bit about Pioneer because something happened this weekend. There were a few challenges, but most notably, one of them was um, won by our good friend Tony Tony Ramis Pepe Team uh, with Absent Grisfang in a top eight that had four Grisfangs there. That's a lot of topic that Grisfang's in the top eight, and none of them was our Anthony Lee, which is the Grisfang master we know. So, you know, I just wanted to say, like, Grisfang seems to be like one of the most played decks, one of the best decks in Pioneer right now. It was not good for a while, but it was the best deck in the PT, I think, in terms of win rate. And players are starting to pick it up. I guess that will probably just create a lot of hate in the cyber for next week. Next week, but I did not see that coming. Like, I expected decks like Lotus or Cruel to become more played, but not Grisfang. Yeah, I don't have much to say, so I'll just stay silent about uh, <laughs> Yeah, Grisfang. I mean, it's just like this. Like, obviously Pioneer, like, it hasn't changed much after the PT. Of course, like, most, a lot of tournament decklists are literally copy-paste from the PT decklists. That's what has always happened with PTs, yeah. right? Like they make PTs, give, you know. And... Let's give a shout out to Canister, who um, I believe his deck comes from uh, a, a testing team uh, at the Pro Tour. He's, he was playing the Omnath uh, Bring to Light deck. This looks super fun. Yeah, um, uh, that, the deck also was pretty good in in the PT. I played against one copy, I don't but know. I think they also did very well. The team that, that actually developed yeah. it. It was very good for them. What's Curve Briefcase? I don't know that it's card. Curve so like It's a two mana, two mana put a creature, that's an artifact. And if you pay five mana, one of each color, draw three cards. And it's a treasure, so you can give it any mana. It's a treasure. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So it's a it's a one it's a one one and a treasure, and for five you draw three cards. Yeah. Which it's you a have. card like it's not like Okay. Because the deck Kinda can float a little bit because it has mm. a lot of interaction. So I, that card was annoying. Like I think, I, yeah, I, I, I played Fatis and I considered taking it. So it doesn't that removal. Yeah, it, yeah, sweet deck, sweet deck. Something, uh, something I, I definitely would enjoy playing. I saw that there is only one Rakdos midrange and it's playing Urborg. No, they it didn't do. listen to it. Didn't listen to the Carnies. Well, I could also be wrong on that, but I don't no, think no, no, I am. No, no. <laughs> I think I'm, I am wrong on many things, but not on this one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, Urborg the, the yeah. runner, runner with uh, one herb or two down with the back bear. So definitely not a deck list uh, approved by competitive magic with the Carnies. Yeah, they're playing the traditional deck list. They're not playing the Soka Mutable One, which is another way of, of doing it. I think this is a. Probably junior set list. Yeah, actually, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of different ways to um, 
to approach this uh you know this um metagame but yeah i mean but pioneer is gonna keep evolving a little bit but it's gonna be slower after the pt what are your uh, next pioneer events do you have any no i play like a no, problem so just random problem just, with just Lagred, with my own take of like Norberg. but yeah i'm just not playing uh, just yeah, mocks the mocks exactly i mean that, that's good though i keep playing all the formats yeah. Speaking of the mocks, yeah, though, yeah. we had uh, an old suspect of the mocks here taking down <laughs> the told the legacy mocks in GPA ninety three playing show Congrats. and tell since ninety three probably. Uh, yeah, Congrats. I mean, but now with with we joke. Do you remember we joked about this here? Like Traxa was the first card in the last ten years for this deck. Yeah. Here it is, like two Traxa main yeah. deck. Uh, he just took down the whole thing. I don't know. This yeah, seems the, to be like the, the classic situation where the player knows the deck so much that he just wins with it. But uh, yeah, the, the legacy showcase was huge. It had like two hundred ninety players. Yeah. I I don't know if I've seen. I think I saw the, the 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 win rates and the percentage of decks, and there was a lot of Delver. Only I believe only only two made the top eight. Yeah, well, so, two, that was two Delver, two painters, two initiative, right? Yeah. No Overall, I think that you know what, like that, that legacy is just a fair and balanced format now. A little bit, I think you know, like there's this also this um, uh, the the combo deck with Riddle Smith deck with Killer B, which we have talked about this player before in the tournament because they kept winning. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah. it's uh, two painters. At it's a lot of combo decks. Two blue just, painter. Yeah, exactly. Blue well, painter. Yeah, I think well. it's a good answer to both initiative and Delver. I assume. That's why Painter keeps doing well, but it it seems to be solid. There's a lot of good players playing the deck, and it just keeps mm. doing well. Uh, it's, it looks like it might, might be a mango deck. Huh? Ancient Tomb. Wink. Yeah, Ancient Tomb. Well, okay, I guess it's time to talk about my grudge match against LSV. Yeah. Okay, so yesterday I challenged LSV uh, to a three-match legacy, uh, best of three. So we would choose three decks, and we would battle uh, each um, one against each other. Um I expected Luis to choose uh, some blue fair decks. Of course, I decided I decided to go on the other way and battle with uh, two ancient tomb decks and that Chafali breakfast, uh, your favorite. But only sixty cards, not eighty cards. Mm. Uh, still, still good, still Chafali. Yeah. Turns out that I lost the two zero with Cephalid, but I won with my ancient tomb decks two o two o mono blue eight cast and mono white initiative uh, beat the 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 the, the, the Delver decks. I mean, I'm kind of happy that you won, but you know, you should have won with Cephalic as well. You, know, you should yeah. not let the Cephalic down. That's why I Actually, said it before. So, uh, against Cephalid, uh, Luis played a turn two Mercurial Spell Dancer. Yes. And, uh, and the turn after, he, he played like a counter in my turn, played a cantrip, and then kicked the uh, Hand to Turok. No. Discarded four cards. Yeah. <laughs> Mind twist, huh? Mind twist, good for Legacy. Yeah, I have four cards in it, and they just. I, I was ready because I was going to cycle these step through to get the yeah. combo with protection, but I lost. AKA the money to the blue. Yeah, money the, so that was cool, but uh, eight cast carries me. I, I know people love blue painter these days, but I don't know. I just honestly, it might be a hard, a, a hot take, but I'm on uh, either you play Chalice of the Void or you play Brainstorm. Yeah, I mean, it's a strange deck to me still. I understand why it wins, but I don't think. I think the deck is, how do I say, like, I think it's dangerous to play a deck like this because you're going to lose to the hate, but you also don't have as many as strong draws as you have with the Chalice against Dalvers and such. 
that but that's my impression I mean, it's, it definitely yeah. fights with eight cast. So this, yeah. I mean, I mean, it actually plays the casts card. So it's it's a. Sort yeah, I believe of an eight it plays cast. six, right? Yeah, no. six, six cast. Yeah. No, actually, one second. Some of no, Ilnano plays eight, yeah. but uh, Arkan plays six. Yeah, but so it, it's like an eight cast. It's just like a combo eight cast. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I was talking about. I yeah. will probably will like it more. Like this, this seems to be more like my Cephalid style deck. Mm. It's probably better or worse than Cephalid. I don't know if it's better or worse. I mean, Cephalid now the second most played deck in, you know, Goldfish or the third. <laughs> but I think it's this fights with Cephalid. This is a similar deck where it has a shell of things they can do, like also some more Saga, but but also a combo that can kill in turn two or whatever with some, some yeah. like help. yeah. I've been, I've been playing a bit of Cephalids and I don't know. I feel like uh, the matchup against Delver is rough. Yeah. But maybe I should try your eighty cards version. It, 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 it like the normal Cephalid is just clever, and this Painter deck though might be better. But I don't know how much. Like, how good is a Painter deck against Stelver if they have no Chalice? Yeah, I don't know about that. Like, <laughs> how, how I really don't understand it honestly. Like, I think this is much better than the other eight cast against some decks. Like, you know, probably Control, but also like Doomsday or whatever. Initiative. But initiative, initiative I, th- yeah. I think that the reason to play Painter is for the initiative. Yeah, they just die to the combo, right? But I don't, I don't know. Every time I played with, uh, it's it's tough because initiative. I think overall uh, you can beat it. You have Kappa, you have Psy. I mean, all these cards are good, but they have Chalice on zero, which breaks you. Whereas Painter has less zero drop, so it's more re- resilient to the Chalice on zero. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. Like Painter has to be extremely good against initiative, while the normal it cast yeah. is kind of weak. Like yeah, I would say that... That's a reason, yeah. That's a reason yeah. to play... Yeah, I mean... Painter painter and Cephalids are good against Initiative. Yeah, but maybe Painter is better, I think, against Initiative against than Cephalid. Mm. Probably. Yeah. Because also it gets through Grievous Hate. Because Paint, so Initiative now often runs the Fanny Macabre, which can be like a little bit tricky to deal with. Uh, but they cannot... You know, they don't run as many things against Painter. Like they run some like Lawrence or whatever... Now, now, if there's run like Serenities or stuff like that, things will change, I think, because Serenity is so good against this kind of deck. But that doesn't seem to be the case. So maybe Painter is just a good deck to play now, also. Yeah, I was playing... Uh... I was playing Cephalid... Uh, sorry, I was playing two Fairy Macabre in my 8-cast uh, eight uh, deck yeah. for the Cephalid matchups, mostly. But also yeah. Reanimator, which is super popular online, like three in the challenge on Saturday, and every time I play a league, there's always Reanimator or Oops. Like, the metagame of Magic Online has definitely way more turn one combo decks than Yeah, there's a lot of them, experience. but there are also a lot of Macabres. It's kind of strange. Like, the decks keep doing well, even though, like, you know, you say, like, Fallen out of the Void, or Initiative, Fairy Macabre, whatever. Okay. It's... I- I have a theory, which is a classic Mangu theory. All right, Luck I love decks, those. Mangu takes. Yeah. Let's see. Luck decks will do well in a small number of round event. So something like a Magic Online League of five matches or a, a Saturday League of, I don't know, six rounds of Swiss probably. But when you put them in, st- in front of like nine rounds or ten rounds of Swiss, it's not going to do well because they're Luck decks. Mm, I'm, not sure that, I'm not sure that that has a mathematic foundation. Now, Mangu has never, I mean, yeah. never, been gri- never been a big fan of math. That has never stopped you before. All right. Exactly. I, I mean, results have spoken because there's zero animator, zero. Oh, no, when, I mean, there's like this Killaby deck. I think that counts. Yeah, but Killaby, yeah, Killaby is a master of his deck, though. Yeah, but it's a deck. 
isn't it? Yeah, and, ten and lands. It, so it has to be a lag deck. If you play ten lands, it's a lag deck. I'm not gonna. All right. Carrot to on top eight with twelve lands in Ant or whatever Tess. Yeah. Call it. Okay. Let's let's say the this Mango Theory only applies to Reanimator. Then no. Results. Yeah. Reanimator is is just weak to to whereas these decks are wow three Galvanic Relay that card's great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is Storm deck. There's always like one Storm of some duration. It's only like four players playing Storm, but the one of them always make top eight in these challenges. All right. Do you know what? In, in the sideboard of this Karatadom, he has Karash in the sideboard. Do you know what that is? It's a free destroy artifact, right? From Ursa's whatever, right? Is okay. It? Is it? I don't know. I love to just... The fact that I play Magic every day for like 10 years and I still don't know cards. Okay. You may sacrifice a mountain instead of paying its cost. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a one I, when I thought, yeah. I'm old enough to know it. <laughs> nice. And also, I thought it was from I, Ursa, I, but very close. Another question. Do you think which cards do you think it's better, Galvanic Relay or Mind's Desire? I think Galvanic Relay is a much better card. Yeah. Do, like, do, do you know which of the two cards is legal? Yeah, Relay is Galvanic legal. Relay. Yeah. I mean, the <laughs> fact that Mind's Desire is banned is like what? I mean, there's some like you think Mind Twist will be too good for Legacy? Uh, be- better to not. Uh, after after I got uh, <laughs> the I'm too direct for four. Uh, I don't want to know. Of course, but you know what I mean, right? Some some of the yeah, legacy no, no. band cars, they're like, what? But whatever, you know, it's fine. Yes. They can support, stay banned. Uh, yeah. But they, they're probably just not. So I was thinking the other day, I want to ask this question because I was like, you know, I'm playing this blue card in Cephalid that is actually better than Demonic Tutor in my deck. How mm. good will Demonic Tutor be? Or Vampiric you mean Tutor step B. through? You mean you play you play step through? Yeah, I think step through is better in Cephalid than the Demonic Tutor because pitching to foe is like so good. And um, how good do you think Vampiric Tutor would be in Legacy nowadays, like 2022 Legacy, 2023? Because I think not too much. Yeah, I was listening to the podcast of uh, Everyday Eternal, where they talk about every banned cards in Legacy and they go through them. And they said the same thing. They said Demonic Tutor, I mean, hot take, of course, but Imperial Steel and Demonic Tutor is not that good. Yeah, exactly. Like the Monic Tutor. I mean, I don't know. Like, this just like is the Monic Tutor even better than some of the cards here? I mean, it's better than Wishclaw I mean, Talisman. You do play personal Tutor in Doomsday, so you know, obviously. No, it's it's it could be good, better, but it's the same as Jason Mill. Like, of course, that will also mean more faster storms in the sideboards. Like, I think yeah. it would be a bad thing for the format because we will have like, yeah, exactly more combo decks, or whatever. But I don't think it would be too good. Like, yeah, I mean, the the yeah. reason of the ban list isn't necessarily strength. Yeah. It's just. Like, Okay, well, I guess what I'm going to say, if the Monic Tutor was legal because it was legal, like it was printed now, they yeah, will exactly. not ban They will not ban Okay. That's my, yeah, yeah. That's my impression. Yeah, that's, that's the thing with the ban list. Like, if a card is old and it's bad, but it's not fun, they're not going to unban it. But if, I, if they print a good card new that's not fun, let's say Initiative, yeah. and the card is not very good, they're not going to ban it. Exactly. Yeah, like, and the Monic Tutor will be worse than Iteration is, for example, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah. I mean, look what iteration had done to the format. So, yeah, I guess yeah. <laughs> it's easy to. All right, um, I want to also briefly mention a little uh, something that happened last because the third big tournaments were the arena qualifier, the legacy mocks, and the vintage mocks. We don't touch vintage too much, but I mean, you know, like this thing happened, right? According to Twitter, yeah. these Italians mashed initiative plus tinker, so yeah. and they just kind of like broke it i guess i don't know how do you think about yeah, that yeah so they claim they've yeah, bro- so, broken it what do you think yeah so what happened is uh um 
I believe his, his name is Michele Carretta, Storm Guy is me on Magic Online. He won uh, the mocks, uh, which was uh, 170 people. Uh, he got first place with uh, four, eight initiative cards and just uh, Tinker Time Vault Citadel Sphinx, <laughs> blue white. And, uh, and the next day, five of the same deck made the top eight of the Vintage Challenge. That, that's, I mean, so, to be fair though, the Vintage Challenge is so small that if you pick, no, yeah. if you pick 40 for players sure. and 10 of them copied this deck list, it's not that hard for five to make top eight. Like, no, I know, I know, for sure, for sure. But, but it doesn't yeah, look like they also, broke it, kind of, you know? Yeah. Also playing the event, I lost to another Italian true hero in the top four, and he was playing a blue-black with Mercurial Spell Dancer. Uh, it was one of my two losses. I was playing uh, the initiative deck, which I think is very good. Honestly, I, I think that you still are weak to the card Tinker, but that's yeah. like the only card that you're weak to with the uh, initiative deck. Yeah, Tinker's so good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, overall, uh, I had actually it's funny. We finished the the uh, I, I I finished the 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 mocks and I thought about the fact that I drew the card Black Lotus zero time the whole day. No, that's why you didn't have yeah. it. Yeah, yeah nah, I mean, it's, it's it's definitely funny. The card Chancellor of the NX was broke, like for real. Like it was. I had several games that I won with because of Chancellor. Like like I was on the draw. My opponent goes. Gitaxian Probe gets countered by the Chancellor, land the Ritual Doomsday, and passes the turn, and I win that game. Yeah, if it yeah. wasn't for Chancellor, I would have lost on turn one. It does look like, you know, like it's well suited to fight with the things you face in Vintage. Mm. You know, like yeah. this, to stop the development. Also, Vintage decks, like, especially these fast draws, are often like very fragile. Like, just, you know, a little bit of disruption is enough to make them mm-hmm. stumble, and they just bang, you know, win the game. So. All right. Yeah, so over. Overall, uh, I don't know if we'll still have vintage mocks because I believe they're like so much smaller than the rest of the formats. Maybe next season we'll have a standard or I don't know, popper. Yeah, I don't know. It feels like a standard should be a better one. Like a standard pioneer modern legacy should be the, mm. the one. Now standards are becoming bigger, but it was almost 200 people. It was not a small mocks. You know, for vintage, it was kind of large ish. But yeah, yeah, I think no, for sure. know, it might. I also wouldn't mind if they had like five. You know, they could just add one more. And that would be mm. okay. I think like one Friday yeah, maybe less, maybe less mocks open. Yeah, one one less mocks open and one more like random rotating format like between Popper and um, yeah. you know like Vintage or whatever. I think that would be yeah. that would be good. But yeah, yeah I mean, I, I just wanted to say that because this format never moved too much, and I wanted to mention that. Yeah, we can also move to the best format for according to Mengu's format power ranking, right? I think you wanted to. We can talk something. about the format of the people. The sure. format of the people. <sighs> Some other people. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, I don't know. Um, there's two Goliath Paladin decks. Uh, that's the Ors of Ephemerate deck that I love, but both of them are different from mine. They so didn't listen to you. They didn't listen to the competitive magic with the card. I, I see. I see Pegasus Guardian worth a lot of tickets that were not cut based on three Pegasus. I think they just invested so many tickets on them, and it just you know cannot go off. They have to play. Wow, it's 21 tickets right now, that card. That's like the whole popper format. Pegasus Guardian. Pegasus. <laughs> I, I, I sold it. I sold it for 16. Uh, Mango Finance. When I when I figured it wasn't good anymore. I mean, not I too people, much changed, right, this week? No. The, the, no, I mean, there's weekend. this new card. Sorry, this new card. This new deck, which is a uh, Wolves Combo. I mean, it's not new. It's an old deck, but it's popping off now. Uh, with It's very good matchup against my uh, Orange of Ephemerate deck. Yeah, it feels like all most of the popper decks are already built. It's just a matter of like positioning. And unlike modern, 
there does like there's some usual suspects, but there's nothing like as consistent as Mortite or uh, mm. you know. Like well, I guess Affinity will be that, but it's not the same yeah. thing. It's not as Terror. consistent as Mortite is. Terror wins a lot. Uh, the the winner of uh, the Saturday one is uh, Vebe, uh, v- against, which is part of the Popper format panel. I think one of the best uh, Popper player of the world. Actually, Blue Black Terror won both uh, won both challenges. Lord Beer is yeah, but it seems like this could also easily lead into next week having seen on the topic. Like Popper, yeah. just like you know, it's just very regulated by itself. Like I guess mm. because the hate cards are good compared to what decks can do. Like there's no plus walkers or whatever, so decks cannot I mean, like it's a very it's a it's a very balanced format. So uh, you know the meta game matters a lot. Similarly to standard, where you know one one day is one deck, one day is another. Uh, one week is a, a deck winning. One week is another deck winning. Popper similar to that. I mean that just kind of happened with again uh, unexplored formats that are also stable. Yeah, and uh, I... the the format of the people. I will I will play the Popper Geddon uh, at the end of this month, the twenty sixth. Very excited to do that. There's gonna be. So many players. I, th- I believe. I believe they sold like over five hundred tickets already. Wow, that that that's crazy. If you think about it, that's crazy. That's like and there's GPs, yeah, there's like a, you know? yeah, I a, a huge waiting list with so many people that want to play. There's just no space. I and it's also like I mean, it's mostly Italians, right? Most of the people learned Italians. I they're, believe they're... what they did was they read they reserved fifty tickets to non-Italians. Yeah, like it's so many people, but it's mostly Italian. Like imagine if they just took people like they just had more people from other places like just like a huge event there's this event that's huge four seasons again um, then again like italian events are just great that, the, what you guys the, have the, there is just yeah awesome. yeah there's four seasons this week i can't wait i'm gonna go there on friday i'll play team event with uh, two good friends of mine uzama and pinto and uh, i'll play legacy no actually sorry i'll play modern well we haven't really decided this yet but this um, time i will not be there so you can farm me yeah, I there needed, needed some yeah, time at home. Yeah, last time we beat you, but then you top eight and we didn't. So, well, that's revenge. <laughs> yeah, um, and then I booked the restaurant, the classic one, Uno Bruciato, both nights. Yes. Just yeah, I can't wait. I'll play the modern main event and the legacy one. They'll have both uh, ten rounds of Swiss for sure. Yeah, I, I don't go this time, but I also don't want to flood with too many events, too many travels. Oh, but sure. I'm looking yeah. I'm probably gonna go for the next one. I'm looking forward for that that kind of event. I think it's very good for for this game, right? For the game, for our oh. game, for a competitive yeah, game Simon, that these tournaments happened. Yeah. yeah, Simon messaged me, Simon Nielsen, he's coming. Kalk is coming. Yeah, Kalk. Yeah. A lot of Americans, yeah, it's 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 gonna be exciting for sure. It's definitely honestly the, the event I am the most look forward to. I mean I guess because I'm not qualified for the Pro Tour, but uh, yeah, the Four Seasons is is better for me than any other of it. Even, it's even a better for me thing, than you know, the regional like the championship. PT, the PT is like, it's more intense or whatever, but it's a different kind of thing because these tournaments are more like about the journey itself, you know, than yeah, the tournament, like, you know. Yeah. But I would say something like, if you don't lose, you don't care. But at the same time, it's the same thing to the Pro Tour too. Like, obviously you want to win, but... Sorry, I meant to say if you don't win. Like, if you don't do that well, he's still... Uh, I mean, Anthony, for example, repeated how much he enjoyed the experience, even though he didn't do well at the Pro Tour. Yeah, exactly. I mean, let's so. see if... Uh, let's hope Anthony, um, you know, survives well, this boat trip uh, to Sydney. And, you know, I want, uh, we will hear... Pro- hopefully next week, we'll have Anthony here and telling us, um, you know, there's, there's how he topped the ERC. 
<laughs> yeah, like if you play the top, the first two pro tours, you're kind of locked to qualify to the to the next one, right? I mean, I don't think kind of locked is, but I think if you define at both, yeah, like you have to do reasonably. Yeah, you know, you, like you need like thirty nine points, right? I don't, I don't remember exactly the amount of points, but yeah, you have to not go like two six or something. Like you have yeah, you, to. you already have thirty three, so you only need. <laughs> The two six, probably, well, right? Uh, I, I don't know if that's true, but if it is, I, I am fully capable of going one seven. I'm just saying. No, I am. <laughs> I am. So I always think if you are capable of going seven one, you're capable of going one seven because for each seven one, there's a one seven there. So just keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah, always, I guess I always you... do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but uh, for sure, I'm ready to build all my decks. The other day, I built a, a Grixis Delver for a friend of mine. Who, in uh, yeah, I'm excited to to just. I, I mean, that's kind of unfortunate of the legacy format is that some people are priced out of competing. But at the end of the day, I don't know, if you have a good community, you kind of manage to find the cards, right? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I I think it it might be a little bit hard to get in there. For sure. But once you're there, especially if you have like one deck, whatever, that's good for you to play tournaments. If you have the core, it's very easy to get the other cards usually. Just, just right. dual lands, maybe. Yeah, but like if you play, if you have a, like a Delver deck, if you had a Delver deck like fifteen years ago or whatever, uh, <laughs> yeah. you probably have most of it now. Even yeah. though modern essence happened or whatever, it's still like the same. Of course, starting out of nowhere is kind of rough, but also it's a one-time thing because once you have the core, now you have the core, so you don't need to get anything else. You know, that's expensive. Yeah. As long as you, I, you you don't play cards like Seed of Traitors of Chaos Scrabble. Yeah, a lot of my lot of my local friends that used to play, as you said, fifteen years ago, kind of sold the uh, dual lands though because they're like five hundred each, and that's yeah. a lot of money. The MTG Finance. I'm always happy to help. Uh, you know, this this friends of mine. They don't play much anymore, but just come for the four seasons. It's always, no, absolutely, I, I, yeah, yeah. Like sometimes, that's why, yeah. yeah, that's why so many people because things like this happen. Exactly. Well, that's true. Like sometimes, I mean, I have some friends they go play some modern tournaments or whatever, and just lend them cards, and it's it's fine. You know, it's like you send the cards to battle. It's not like a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as you trust them, it's all gonna be fine. All right, Javier. Uh, how about we wrap it up? Do you have anything else to add? No, it's good. I mean, as always, yeah. Thanks again for the new patrons, and you know, like uh, feedback is open. If you wanna hear about something specifically, you can tell us uh, at my Twitter or Mango's Twitter. Uh, I also wanted to know if, if because we talked a little bit about limited today, uh, if a lot of people is interested into saying we say things like today, we can do that also. I don't know if that's a thing, but yeah, I mean, we're just happy to be here and thanks for listening. And we hope Anthony survives his trip. <laughs> yes, yeah, sur- uh, support us on patreon.com slash carnies. And I'll see you there in the Discord. If you don't want, there's no problem. We're going to continue doing an episode every week. Hopefully, there's going to be Anthony next week. Hopefully, he's going to. Bring us another trophy. Yeah, trophy. And also you can get a trophy in four seasons. So good luck to Mango there also. Yeah. All right. Thank you, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.